recruiting so important right now for Mario Cristobal and his staff. So how much can you spin like the negative of how bad the team is right now into the positive of, hey, come here. You can get a lot of playing time right away. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today, even in these toughest of times. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode of Locked on Canes is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Hurricanes and Virginia Cavaliers right here on Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. So uh, we know how important these recruiting battles are going to be between now and December and then February for late signing day. It's going to be a challenge enough to keep all the guys you have verbally committed and then to try to sprinkle in some more. Uh, so let's talk to a guy who's been covering recruiting at a high level for so many years down here in South Florida, the South Florida high school sports guru. He's been covering the Canes for a long time as well. Larry Bluestein, my boy Blue, how are you? Great. How you doing? This is uh, obviously, uh, I know the Hurricane fans uh, getting a little crazy, but uh, I'm here. I'm here to be the uh, the optimistic side of things uh, today. I mean, we've heard enough negatives, um, but we we're going to deal in the reality of things, Alex, and uh, that's kind of refreshing uh, in this world of trying to pick people apart when they don't know what's going on. So, yeah, Miami, obviously, they're not a powerhouse program right now. Far from it. I mean, this is honestly on. We've had two of the worst losses this year in program history, both happening in the same season. Like it's it's really, really been a rough go this year. But I know that a lot of these recruits look at things like and some of them will say, how's the team doing right now? But a lot of them will look at, you know, where can I come in and play pretty quickly um, where do I trust that the coaching can develop me into an NFL player? And in this day and age, uh, I'm not going to turn a blind eye to this either. NIL is very important. So the, the, these are factors that don't necessarily depend on how good your team is right now. So Blue, how powerful are these factors? Because nobody has their ear to the community more than you do in terms of, well, let's talk first about just the chance that, hey, look, if you're, if you're a defensive back, if you're a wide receiver, um, you could probably come into if you're a four or five star guy, you can probably walk right on to Miami's rotation next year as a true freshman if you want to. How, how much does that matter to these guys? It matters. Um, it matters a lot. And I think people are kind of jumping to conclusions and trying to paint their own scenarios. Uh, let's put this one thing Miami's got a bad roster. Okay. They've had a bad roster since the beginning of the year. I know that everybody wants to kind of like look past that and say, we should do this. We should do that. But in reality, the the guy who's the first to jump onto that and tell every recruit and tell all the media the truth and be transparent is uh, the head coach. And he knows he inherited a roster that obviously, uh, although the fans kind of thought, you know, that, oh, wow, we're going to win nine, 10 games. We're going to win a bowl game. We're going to sweep right through. He knew, and I'm sure if you sat down with him in May, in April, he would have told you the same thing, you know, that, listen, we've got a lot of work to do. 
I think every, you know, I can't take it away from the fans to be optimistic because we want that around here, but the reality of things, and that's what he paints to every recruit that he's recruiting. And I've talked to a lot of them. And the one thing that they've said is coach Cristobal and his staff have been nothing but honest with us, told us what's uh, you know, what to expect this year. And let's also put in the fact that they're not a deep team. When you lose a receiver like Restrepo, you a running back who I've maintained from day one is the best running back on the team in Don Chaney because he's more athletic, he's powerful, he's big, he's strong, he's a seven-foot high jumper, he, and everybody wants to downplay what he is. Uh, and then also uh, in Nelson, an offensive lineman who's been mentioned by a lot of people as one of the best in the ACC. So on a not-deep team, you lose three extraordinary playmakers on the team and that only compounds to the problem not to say if that they were around that we still wouldn't be going through it but I think that you would see especially in a couple of the games where it came down to the end that Miami would have won those games um the one thing that we have to focus in and 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 we've talked about this many times uh, since the early 2000s the picture has not been rosy uh, and the fans have been probably at best just frustrated because they own the eighties, they own the nineties and they are on the early two thousands and you can't help, but think, wow, you know, how, when is this team going to be relevant again? And even when they had spikes and, 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 and Mark Rick went 10 and Oh, and they kept saying, Oh, we're back. We're back. Yeah. In reality there, you're never back in these days until you could do it for two, three years and uh, a whole cycle. Miami's class for the 2023 is a, a one of these classes that will define this program's quote unquote comeback because they're going to have two or three of these type of classes. Listen, I'm a believer in Mario Cristobal because he's got a huge ego and his huge ego dictates that he wants to, to turn this thing around and he's going to do everything in his power. He's a hard worker. He's the probably you look at college football now and you could say, oh, well, look back to his Oregon's days. Well, look back at a lot of these coaches days when they first started. Look at Nick Saban's days when he first started at LSU, when he first started at Alabama. I mean, he took his lumps because he came in. And in his case, it was Mike Shula's roster. Uh, You know, I mean, so you take a look at a lot of these teams that have turned things around. It's tough to inherit a roster, you know, when it's not yours. Um, to me, I think you, the, the, the case that I make Alex, and, and it's probably as good a case as you can make for all the trials and tribulations and all the times that Miami has gone through this year so far and being three and four, look at Texas A&M. This is the most embarrassing team in the country. The most by far. It's not even close. This man has had four years to assemble some of the best classes. He had top 10 classes three of the last four years. He's gotten five stars. He's gotten elite four stars. And they're three and four. So to me, in two years from now, and and I'm confident enough to say this, Miami will be in the mix to win the ACC. And in three years from now, they'll be in the mix to compete with anybody. And that's that's the honest truth because you could see what what this staff has done in seven months. They've come in with a completely crazy, not non non no depth uh, roster that 
none of them players that they came in that they've you know they had to inherit everyone yeah, and let, let me interrupt you for one second because i already know what the comments are going to be when people hear you say that because we because we get these all the time like look at the blue chip ratio that miami's got a top 15 blue chip ratio in the country but my issue is are these guys playing like blue chippers now? Like, where, where was the development? Like, okay, you can go back to how many four-star and five-stars coming out of high school that they had on the roster, but a couple things there. A, sometimes they get these evaluations wrong, and B, you still have to develop those blue chippers once they get into college. So, yeah, okay. you can talk to blue chip ratio all you want to. We don't have top 15 blue chippers in the country on the team right now. Okay, that, that point well taken. But here's the thing. The first time that I talked to Coach Cristobal, I think it was back in May, you know, I mean, I had been sick earlier in the year, so I didn't get a chance to go and see him, but I got a chance to sit down with him. And the one thing, his his affectionate nickname for me is Blue Dog. And the one thing <laughs> he said to me is he said, Blue Dog, how can they get all these players, these top flight players, and, and not win? And then all of a sudden, I just turned to him and said, they haven't been developed. And he said to me, honestly, that will not happen under this regime. So that gives me confidence to know when they bring in their players that they're identifying, that they're recruiting, and that they get on campus, they will coach them up to the best of their abilities. And I put my stock into uh, – and here – and this is the greatest thing. <clears throat> when they all got here and we all talked in April – in March and April about the staff that he's assembling. Oh, we got Gaddis. He's going to do this. And we got steel and we've got uh, Charlie uh, um, strong. Yeah. Charlie strong. And we've got all these guys to me. The thing is, is everybody was so happy and optimistic. Now Gaddis was going to get fired. If he didn't get an offensive line at Michigan, Charlie Strong's 90 years old. I mean, Charlie, (laughs) I mean, Steele's 90 years old. Charlie Strong has played out. That's why you don't have a job. And to me, you can make an excuse for every single thing in the world, but for my money and my 52 years of experience in doing this, I can understand. And I can see when you have something special. And I will tell you this, we're going to be sitting here two years from now, and we're going to look back and laugh. And, you know, and you'll say to me, remember, Blue, when we had that conversation, when when Miami really wasn't doing well and they lost to Duke and they lost to Middle Tennessee State? And he said, we both said, and I know that you feel this way, too, that you got to give it time. And yes. I know that because of Manny Diaz and because of Al Golden, Hurricane fans don't want to give it time. They've been burnt so much. But here's the thing. This is, and I've said this so long, and I know it's kind of harsh, but if they don't get it done under this regime, they might as well go to Vision 2 because this is the best regime that they're going to get. There's nobody out there that's even going to be close to what they have now, and I really feel comfortable. And even talking to the recruits, remember, when all these guys go out and, and uh, Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph has a chance to spend time, some time with Coach Gaddis or, you know, the, a couple of linebackers, you know, get a chance to sit down with Charlie Strong, they are so blown away by what they are about. And what they are about is being trans, transparent. And that's the one thing that will win. You look at salesmen in this world and they try to sell you a used car knowing that the carburetor is bad and all this and that. <laughs> Miami is not sugarcoating anything. And that's the one thing that's different here than a lot of schools 
who are like Miami and trying to grow, they're all selling you pieces of real estate in Alaska. Miami's mm. not doing that. They're telling you exactly what's happening right now and what's gonna what is expected. So before you jump on this staff and tell what a terrible job or when whenever there was a big game in Oregon, he never won it. I mean, you know what? You could do that and get angry all you want. But all I, I warn is two years from now, I'll be sitting here and I'll be pointing my finger and to every hurricane fan and say, I told you so. And 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 just take it from me if you're not going to listen to anybody else. And listen, I want you to be frustrated, and I want you to be angry after you lose to a, a you know, to a a Duke. Well, although you know, people all of a sudden are shortcoming. Listen, everybody didn't sit on their hands uh, in the ACC over the last couple of years. They all got new coaches. They all went yep. out and recruited. So it's not like, but but it's going to be up to Miami to out recruit these people. And I think they can do it. I mean, you look at Syracuse. They were ready to get rid of uh, Coach two years ago. Oh, That's he's right. awful, terrible. Hey, not so terrible now that they're 6-1. and one, You know, and, and that's the point I'm trying to, to make, Alex. The reality of it is Miami won't lose any recruits because they look at the big picture and not 2023 and not 2022. They're looking at what's going to happen in their four, three, four years there, and they all see some positives, especially you look at each and every recruit from Jaden Rashada all the way to the Washington brothers. These are young men who are dominating right now, and all they need to well, do. And, and real quick, I, I want to ask you about Jaden. Like, wh what are you hearing from him? Because since he's way out in California, because we hear so much from the IMG guys, and they come down to a lot of games, and the local guys. Uh, Jaden's the one that I get a little bit worried about because he's so far away, and I know he's being recruited heavily. Did, yeah. sh should I worry a little bit that if somebody flips, that might be the one who does? None of the players signed up for now. They're still in high school. They signed up to be a part of this and to be a difference maker in this program moving forward. I don't think they lose a player. And I think Jaden Rashad is the type of guy that understands when he came here, the thing that he fell in love with is the idea that Miami's going to be on the way back and they're going to be in the set and he's going to be in the center of it. And that's, exactly what's going to happen. He'll come in here, battle for playing time in year one, and it's going to make Miami's quarterback room just tremendous. And and I think that the, all these guys that have that have committed to Miami will stick with them because they, they're not looking at now. And if they were looking at now and Miami was an 8-0, then they go, oh, geez, we're, then I would expect them to maybe flip. And, you know, if I go to Houston, maybe I'll play. Uh, but here here's an opportunity okay. for them right now to jump right in and come in. If they come in early, shoot by spring, they could be the number one or two player at their at their uh, at their position. You could expect Ray Ray to be making a huge impact. Uh, you get you have Restrepo back, uh, Kobe Young, uh, so you could see the parts. I mean, and you can't tell me that if Miami didn't have one or two uh, playmakers in a few of these games that they lost, they wouldn't have won. They would have. Right. So you can see how fast things will turn around. And those naysayers right now will try to jump on that positive bandwagon because that's just human nature. Well, and, I, and I we, it. We, we have a lot more we need to talk about with Larry Bluestein, including because he, he's been covering this program since before Miami was Miami. So are there any parallels to draw uh, between, you know, what Cristobal's doing first year versus first years from some of the Canes greats of the past? So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe is always on top. 
And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving our listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it. I love it. You'll love it too, guys, because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. Folks, their advanced technology, this is what I love about Simply Safe. I feel like I'm in a sci fi movie from the future, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your own security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, or something else, guys. It's so amazing with 24 7 professional monitoring. When a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Do not miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash college. Visit them today, simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Larry Bluestein from 560 WQAM is joining us here on Locked On Canes. So, Blue, um, you know, this was not what I expected uh, first year uh, of this coaching staff. I expected better than three and four. Uh, I Not in a million years did I think they'd lose to Duke at home and Middle Tennessee at home in the same season. With that said, uh, I can criticize the short term, still be bullish on the long term. You know, you you covered Miami when Howard when the Howard Schnellenberger came on board and eventually turned it around. You were covering Miami when Butch Davis took a lot of lumps. Now, you know, he had to navigate through probation as well. People were flying banner planes to get Butch the hell out of there. He ends up building, you know, the best recruiting classes of all time. Uh, are there any potential parallels to be drawn here to some of the previous turnarounds that Miami has had? Butch is a great parallel to come in, even though Mario uh, uh, Mario doesn't come in here under a probation. He comes in here kind of in a, in the same way because if you remember uh, Butch Davis's roster was not real good for the first couple of years. And then all of a sudden he used his prowess, which Mario's the same way. They're both recruiters, uh, you know, and they both remember the staff that Jimmy John, uh, Jimmy uh, had here when he was here. Well, Butch had equally uh, as good a staff, uh, you know, and that's important. And to me, you surround yourself with uh, like-minded people. There's no question. No question in, in my mind that the same results are going to happen here as they happen with Butch Davis. I think that's the parallel that you, you can make. I mean, there's so many positives swirling around this program from things happening as far as facilities. Uh, you know, the schedule is always going to be crazy good. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and that's the thing. You got the best place, one of the best stadiums in the country to play in. Uh, your facilities on campus, you're a smaller school where it makes it a lot easier for, for your kids coming in. Uh, you know, that's the one thing. You come in from out, outside the state and you figure, wow, Miami's such a big place. I don't know, you know, that's going to be intimidating. But you get on campus and it's just a, almost an elaborate high school. I mean, yeah. it's not that big, uh, you know, and things are happening. I, 
yeah, I firmly believe, Alex, that there's a parallel between what happened with with Butch and you know what's happening now, and I and I think this the same results will happen. And I'm I'm you know I'm the tell it like it is guy, and I will tell you, and I'd be the first person to tell you that hey, listen, this program's going nowhere. Can you believe? No, no, I that's totally opposite of what I feel here. And I, I have a little bit more insight and, and, and talk to a lot more people than most people do. So I know where it's going. You know what? And But I'm not, at the same time, I'm not going to take it away from the fans mm-hmm. to feel the way mm-hmm. that they feel. And because yeah. that's not my game and that shouldn't be up to me. Just all I could say is just watch and see. You can get frustrated and you can say, oh, Blue don't know what he's talking about. But in two years, you'll say, you know what? He was right. We should have given this more time. Uh, and you look at the roster in 2022, watch it in 2024. You, you look back, Alex, and you'll laugh and you go, oh, man, we had hardly anybody back then. So l- let's talk about the the current state of the quarterback position. You know, I, I imagine with TVD's situation, we could be seeing a, a lot more Jake Garcia here for a bit. Um I, I think it's, it's it's crazy how people knee-jerk on Garcia, right? He comes into the Middle Tennessee game, the guy's walking on water, fan base, he should be starting. Uh, he throws three picks against Duke, and now, oh, terrible, this guy's not the answer. Like, I know Jake can play, uh, and, you know, he had a poor performance against Duke. He did make a couple plays in that game, but overall a poor performance. I know Jake Garcia can play blue. Uh, and if, you know, if he doesn't ever get an opportunity here, you know, he may end up going somewhere else. I think being a good college football quarterback, but you know, you covered him uh, in high school. Uh, if we do have to see Jake for a bit, you know, what can fans expect and can he bounce back from this adversity? Let me offer this uh, last year when, um, when Miami was looking for another quarterback and you're, your quarterback goes down and a really good one. A guy that they fought hard to get from Houston. And yeah. as soon as he goes down, everyone's going, Oh, wow, we're in trouble. Uh, who are we going to bring in? Well, you had two guys. Okay. Tyler Van Dyke, a guy that a lot of people didn't think much of, you know, coming out of high school, he wasn't heavily recruited by a lot of schools, probably more for baseball. And then you had a guy like Jake Garcia, who, Comes out of Whittier, California, a guy who passed all the the, the checklists, uh, an outstanding football player. Now, if he wasn't hurt last year at the same time De'Ara King went down, we could be talking a different game because this is a guy who probably would have won that job at the time. Yeah. Uh, he had the talent. He had that experience, you know, by working. They were impressed with what he did. But then Tyler Van Dyke got his opportunity and more than made the most of it. Yeah, just to the point where everybody was mentioning him as a top one of the top quarterbacks in the country. To me, you you give this young man reps, you let him get into the flow of games, you let him start with the ones all week instead of you know running with the twos and then occasionally getting in there, but be the guy. And then I think you're gonna see a lot. He's got great decision making. Listen, it's gonna happen. You know, you're a freshman, redshirt freshman quarterback or whatever you are, you're going to make mistakes because you haven't been under the live fire. Uh, You know, I don't care if it's Duke or Wyoming. It doesn't really matter. It's just that people act like there's uh, on the other side of the ball, there's nobody that's going to try to prevent uh, Miami from doing anything. And that's wrong because they game plan the same way Miami game plans. And they look at a Tyler Van Dyke and say, listen, He's got no offensive line. They can't right. run the ball. So they're teeing off on him. 
They're giving, make it, they're mixing him up in coverages like he wasn't last year uh, because they can do it. So that's the one thing that's going to be the learning curve for Jake. He's going to have to start reading defenses a lot better and have to yes. understand. I think if what he does is he sits down with Frank Ponce and also Gaddis for two hours a night and just goes over film coverages and look, listen, this is what happens when you line up two guys here, or if you have a safety over top, this is what happens. And I think because he's got the ability, he's just inexperienced and that's all it is. And you can't put somebody in, I don't care who it is against with a, a line that's average at best, you know, I mean, let's call it what it is, no depth uh, and a running game that's really been non-existent and having one receiver now when Kobe, Kobe Young has become your primary guy. So uh, I give it, you know, give him a little bit of time to work under the number ones. And I think against Virginia, he'll get that opportunity, although they have good rush ends and, and they their front seven is not very, very bad at all. Uh, but that's up to um, that's up to Coach Gaddis, uh, you know, during the week and then see what he can devise and say, listen, if they stack the box on every play and dare you to throw. This is what we got to do. And I've watched it. Obviously, you watch it with on the NFL ranks with, with Tua, knowing that Tua, you know, in his first game back, we're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at him. And you just got to be ready and prepared for it. So we need to talk about Jakari Brown. And I got to ask uh, Blue, why are they keeping Thad Franklin in the garage? Keep it locked right here. And thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We have a lot more coming up. For your second listen after you're done with us, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. My friends, let's talk about the awesome folks at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, finding the right candidates to hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, I've been on the other side of it. I know it works because as an employee, I've gotten opportunities and jobs through LinkedIn Jobs before. So I know it's working. I know how this process works. Uh, so if you're a small business owner, add your job in the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile. That'll spread the word that you're hiring. People will see it. And then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex Dono alongside Larry Bluestein. So, Blue, we've been seeing the role for Jakari Brown increase, and I like what I'm seeing. He's he's an athlete. He's a talent. Uh, technically, he's a quarterback. Um, so give me the skinny on him because I know that his, his passing game is behind his legs right now. How much work do you think Jakari Brown needs before he can be a true dual-threat quarterback once you add the throwing to the running? Well, the main thing is, is you got to prepare him for it as he's going to be a starter and down the line, he's going to have to, you know, be just like Jake, be just like uh, Tyler and understand that you have to manage the game. They're not going to look to him to be the guy. He's not going to be a Bryce Young. He's not going to be one of those guys off the bat because that's just not his, his deal. 
His deal is to manage the game, and that means with his legs because he can run, and he's a powerful guy. With his arm, and we've seen it when he was at Lowndes County, this is a guy that uh, watched him two or three times against Miami Northwestern. He crushed them. He threw for 442 yards, counted for 510 yards against Miami Northwestern. So he's the type of kid that could do it. And, you know, but he's got to be given the reins just like everybody else. Uh, so there's no doubt in my mind uh, that when they recruited him, I got to give that the last administration their props. Yes, they went after that guy, and then they stuck with him. And they, you know, he could have gone to Georgia. He could have gone to a lot of those schools and been the guy right away in some of those schools or right in the mix. But he knew that Tyler had a hot year. Uh, you know, Jake was another guy that they coveted. So I, you can almost almost guarantee that when spring rolls around next year, uh, Jake and Jacuri and J- and Jaden Rashada will all be in the mix to open up 2023. I love it. Uh, last player I wanted to ask you about, you know, the last time we had you on, you know, you basically made a hashtag, uh, let, let Thad out of the garage. Don't keep this guy. Uh, he never left the garage this past week. Blue. I don't know if he's in a coach's doghouse or what it may be. I also feel like when some of your other running backs are fumbling just about every time they get the ball, maybe you think about giving Thad Franklin some more opportunities. Well, I tell everybody this, we're not at practice. So obviously we don't know what's going on. You know, it could be that he's not performing in practice. And you know how that Mario Cristobal feels about you practicing. I mean, it's just, he's not Allen Iverson where you don't think that practice is important. He thinks it's essential and that's how you win your position. I mean, you look at any other sport like wrestling. If you don't beat your guy in a wrestle off, you don't start in the, in the match. So to me, there's got to be something uh, that that Thad may not be doing, but to me, you're 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 really cutting over off your nose despite your face. You really are. I mean, listen, Marshawn Lynch had problems obviously in practice, but you don't you you don't leave a talent out of the mix. And to me, every carry inside each twenty should be him. Mm. It's it's a no brainer. He's gonna wear you down. So it. And obviously, I know Miami's not sabotaging their team, and they want to play the best players possible. So the only thing I can think uh, think is is there's a personality conflict somewhere okay. along the line because it's not talent. He's already shown, you know, what he can do. Uh, you know, when given the opportunity, he's a big, strong guy. And uh, unfortunately, I think if they don't, as they, I say, pull that, uh, you know, Mercedes out of the the garage, they're going to lose him. And he's going to transfer to a school where he's going to carry the ball 25 times a game and get his 160 yards. And you can't blame him. Uh, But I understand at the same time, you have to have some decorum on the team. You have to have discipline. And I can't, I can't really speak on what, you know, what's going on because I'm not in there, but just from a, just from a spectator or just from a fan's point of view, you would think, just automatically he would be the guy when in short yardage situations also inside the 20. So with that being said, uh, again, I don't think that the, this Miami team would be trying to sabotage their own program, not using the best players available. So obviously it's got to be something that's happening off the field. Well said. Uh, he's our boy blue. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Check out his awesome work weekly on AM560 Sports WQAM in Miami on the South Florida High School Sports Show and on the Sixth Ring Cane. Blue, can't thank you enough for your insight. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week, sir.
Thanks, Alex. I appreciate that. Love it, my friends. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you again tomorrow on another Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.